Now, coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. And welcome to the 499th episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my wonderful co-host. We've got none other than the fluffiest Whimsicott. Hello, everyone. And we've got the sleepiest basket. Hello, everyone. I'm real excited to be on the main show. Actually, that was that was a really that was that was more energetic than I expected from you at uh, what is seven o'clock in the morning your time. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so welcome to the uh, welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name we came up with in two thousand seven. Uh, Four hundred ninety nine. I guess like next week is the big one. Well, I guess the big five oh oh. Yep. It's a three-day weekend here in the U.S. <laughs> to celebrate oh, Puckle. Right. <laughs> right, that's a thing. <laughs> it's a national holiday. <laughs> it's true, though. Yeah. Cool. I know, when you told me it was episode 499, I was like, ah, I should have waited till next week. Well, those, those already had <laughs> sign-ups. That's been signed up for for months, man. Oh, yeah, it's a big thing. It's a big thing. Yeah, I, like, Seth and I saw that it was 500, and we were like, moin. If you want to do stuff next week, we got stuff. We'll talk about it, because there's, like, there's some stuff to go over mm-hmm. for Puckle 500 and all the nonsense that's happening for that. And there should be a graphic on the Discord by the time the show comes out that shows you all the things you can come and hang out with and do while we're doing things. It's going to be a good time. Woo! Uh, cool. So definitely, definitely everybody should check that out. But I don't know. I've been... uh so I haven't been doing much Pokemon lately other than my gym battles. Like, I did my gym battle right before this. That was a good time. Mm. I've been losing a lot, and that's okay. I mean... That's the point, sort right? Isn't that the point? the point? Yes. That's sort of the point, right? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I had, like, a really good one today against uh, Gliscor Gamer. It was uh, mm. it was actually pretty good. I think he technically would have lost, but he got he got some good hacks for the win. Yeah. Like, it was really good. It was a best of three. We were in game three, and it came down to... Uh, so I'm running this really weird Venusaur mm-hmm. to help counteract Rillaboom because Rillaboom's a pain in the butt for yeah. ground type. Really? Mm-hmm. Cool. Rillaboom's like really good to begin with, and then you mix it with like, hey, here's all the Pokemon that he, that are weak against him. Uh, so you run a yes. Venu- so you, so you run a Venusaur uh, to try to counteract that, and so uh, I'm running a weird Venusaur with uh, with Blunder Policy, an item that I didn't know existed oh. until I was looking around. What? It is pretty new. Uh, it's a new item in Gen 8. It's called Blunder Policy, and you don't, you typically shouldn't run it. I like, I, I just have like a bunch of stuff on my gym teams that I think are, are fun to play with and have mm-hmm. because then it's exciting for me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so Blunder Policy, for those of you at home, is when you miss a move. If you miss a move, instead of the move hitting, Blunder Policy will activate, and Blunder Policy will then increase your speed by two stages. Oh, that's cool. So I run a Venusaur with Sleep Powder with Blunder Policy, so you have a yeah. 75% chance of putting the opponent to sleep, or a 25% chance of going really fast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Amazing. Who needs chlorophyll? Yeah, and so, yeah, he had played really well. He had brought Lapras, uh, G-Max Lapras, which I have a hard time with, but I can play around mm. if I if I play well. 
And so I was playing okay. And it got, uh, so we were in the rain and he had a Cinderace. I had the Venusaur and it's a, it's a roll of Pyroball KOs in the rain. Mm, like a Venusaur. And so I decided I'm like, I'm going to go for the sleep powder because regardless of what happens, I'm going to go first next turn or I'm going to mm-hmm. be able to go before Cinderace can do anything. So, uh, he goes for Pyroball. He gets the Fireball, lives with four HP, the Venusaur. So good for Venusaur. Uh, however, Pyroball has a proc chance to burn. <laughs> It's like ten yeah. percent. Like so yeah. so so the burn the burn proc happens. I miss the sleep powder, get the times two speed with and die to the burn. Wow. So uh, so uh Gleisberg Gamer ends up pulling it out because of that, which is good for him. I love Pokemon. Yeah, no, it was it was an exciting match. It was a really, really exciting match. Yeah. I I do not think there have been many many better matches than that so i give him great mm. kudos for being able to beat me there and uh, I, I don't know like I, I know what it feels like to be on the other side of that kind of stuff too you know like when you're when you're when you're competing and stuff like that like your heart pounds a little bit it flutters yes and i could tell like because he was in voice chat at the same time i could tell he was in that and oh. like that makes me feel good that just makes me feel good it's just a feel-good moment yeah to make somebody feel like they could do that Someone told me that my gym had been, like, the best they had had so mm-hmm. far. Like, I guess the one that they had the most fun battling or something. And yeah. that meant the world. Like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like doing that kind of stuff. It, it, like, that's the kind of stuff that makes it worth it. So that felt really good. Mm-mm. I really I really liked my, my turn being the level one gym leader <laughs> last year. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> it's always fun. I love doing it. Yeah. It's such a good time. It makes everything happen. Uh, I don't know. Other than that, I don't know. I haven't been doing too much. I've been focusing mostly on uh, myself and just, I got super into uh, building this like wooden DM screen during the week. Mm. Yeah. I know if you're on the Discord, you've seen pictures of like various progress shots. I got, I was really impressed with myself. I did not think I could do it. I'm like, I figured with every woodworking project like you take on, and maybe this is just like every woodworker, like, you know, there's like a little tiny flaw somewhere, right? Mm. And so like, I'm just like, I'm going to hit that point. There's going to be a flaw that happens and I'm going to be like, oh, well, it's good enough, you know? And I, I surprisingly haven't hit that hard yet. Yeah, but... You know, a tiny flaw, like I'm always reminded of when I watched Parks and Rec (laughs) and Ron Swanson built that amazing chair and then like he just destroys it. And everyone's like, what are you doing? And he's like, it's too perfect. It looks (laughs) (laughs) store-bought. Or industrially made or something like that. Oh my gosh. It had to be like a project. You have to have those flaws. You have to have those flaws. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm I'm pretty happy with it so far. I mean, I, I'm, I'm most of the way through it. Like, I'm almost through all of the hard part, if that mm. makes sense. Like, once I finish putting the panels all together and they're all framed, uh, for those of you at home who don't have any idea of what I'm talking about, if you've ever watched Critical Role and you've ever seen Matt Mercer's DM screens from the year, like, 2019 onwards, I'm literally just building one of those. <laughs> I, I follow the uh, company that made it as well as like a bunch of the other accessories that they just like give away on stream all the time. And my first thought wasn't, Hey, I should buy that. It's really cool stuff. My first thought was, Oh, I could build that. <laughs> and so that's, Fair. that's what I do is I just, I just try to build it. Fair. And it's, it's been okay. It's been really nice. 
Uh, I mean, it's just fun to do. Like woodworking is like the one thing I can really get into nowadays where I don't get distracted Mm. from it. Like I'll just like soak up like four hours of my time and not even know it. Mm. Yeah, I know the feeling. (laughs) Yeah, I I don't do it very often with things anymore. Like I used to be able to do it with video games. Like you just get lost in a video game and then you like Mm -hmm. come out of it like four hours later. I don't do that anymore as an adult. I don't know why. I wish I could. And so like woodworking. I do it. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't do that thing with video games for the longest time. But uh, speaking of vaguely Matt Mercer related things, oh. I had a few days off from work. And after almost two years, I finally finished Fire Emblem Three Houses. <laughs> <laughs> I think he only plays like a minor role in that one, to be fair. Uh, he might. I think he, I know, I know for a fact because there was one voice I caught, but it was like an enemy. And yeah. I was just like, oh, that's totally Matt Mercer. I know a couple of voices sounded familiar. But then when I watched the credits, the credits were just for the Japanese voice cast at the really? beginning. <laughs> really? Then then you have the, um, the English cast, I think. But at the, the very beginning of the credits, it's just Japanese cast. And like it gets to Claude. And Claude is like dubbed by Toshiyuki Toyonaga, who is the guy who dubbed Yuri in Yuri on Ice. I'm like, <laughs> I picked the right route. Oh, I didn't know it, but I oh, picked man. the right route. <laughs> I played a little bit of that this week too. Oh, yeah, just for funsies. I don't know. Like I, I'm like in a real D and D mood this week, and mm. Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem, like has me feeling a certain way with that. You know? Yeah, it was weird because I finished it. And then I was like, I had over a hundred hours on that file. <laughs> I spent way too much time like exploring and building relationships. And so I, I didn't want to do another route of that. Mm. You get to save some of it. You get to save some of it in a new game plus. I know I get to save some of it, but I think I already picked the only route that I would not narratively hate. Hmm. Because I, I'm too much of a like, I, I like happy-go-lucky things, and it's probably the least dramatic of the four routes. <laughs> That's, that is true. And it was pretty dramatic already. That one's just like, that one just like has things happen around it. Yes. That, that's that route. It just has things happen around it. Exactly. And, and I was fine with that. Uh, so I was like, I want to play something similar and it's like, oh, I still have to finish Fates. Mm. Not in not meaning like that I've finished one of the games in Fates. I haven't finished even one game in Fates. <laughs> I've tried twice and I got bored both times. Man, Fates, it's such a good idea, but such poor execution. Yes. Because they have these cool, these two cool paths that you can go down. And they're really cool. Mm-mm. The problem is they're both very long. Yes, too long. And then the third one's like, the third one's like, here's really what happened. And it's just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> are you kidding me? That is so much to go through. Yeah, it's way too much. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. But Basket, anything new with you? We've been cutting you out. Um, I've just been I've just been working really. Um oh, I would man. say the the biggest change <laughs> in my life was finding out that we know less after E3 than we knew before E3 about uh, <laughs> <Elder> Scrolls Six. <laughs> That's so fair. <laughs> because, because, because we like 
uh, Bethesda had like copyrighted the name Redfall. And so mm-hmm. people were thinking, Oh, that's going to be the name of the new Elder Scrolls six game. And then at E3, uh, they unveil this like FPS shooter game called Redfall. And it's like, mm-hmm. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so we know nothing. Why would there be Elder Scrolls six? You could just play Elder Scrolls five forever. Uh, well, I've actually been playing Elder Scrolls four. <laughs> 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 I, I'm, uh, I'm i'm tired of uh i'm tired of snow thatch oh <laughs> uh, i i understand i understand oh all right well on that note oh, we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna kick it on over to the news let's cue that epic music <laughs> And welcome to the news. In the news, there are more things than there were. Uh, things actually happened this week. Pokemon Unite released is going to release in July. We found out through a news drop this Friday, but we or last Friday actually. I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, but they are doing a test run in Japan this weekend. So by the time this comes out, it's over. However, if you had a Japanese Switch account, you could go ahead and download it and play it. <laughs> I have one. Mm. I didn't do it because I didn't care enough. Yeah, I feel that. So you could definitely do it. You could definitely go ahead and play if you had a Japanese eShop account. Um, Those actually are not that hard to get, it turns out. It's Mm. just kind of, it's just rigmarole to like buy things because they won't accept your credit card from the US or anything. So you have to like go get Japanese eShop cards, which is not the easiest thing in the world to do. Mm. So it's, it's, it's a whole thing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But Unite's free, so you didn't have to pay for it. To do it, but yeah, is Unite that one that's supposed to be kind of like a um, it's League of Legends game? Dota, it's League of Legends oh, slash Dota, okay. yeah. I think it's made okay, by the okay. same people who made League of Legends, yes, it is. Unfortunately, oh, that's cool. Unfortunately, oh, it's, it's not cool. I've, yeah. never, I've never played that game. They're I, like, they're like, they're all I know like, is you kind of like level up as you play yes. a game. That's yes. all I really know. Okay, the problem is like the ethics behind the company, the development company, uh, they're not super okay, ethical. Okay. Nope, not at all. All right, but moving on. Basket, talk to us about some TCG news. That's why we brought you here. This is the only reason we brought you here, <laughs> is to read this line. Oh, so excited. Okay, all right. I hope I don't mess it up. As part of the 25th anniversary of the TCG, TPCI is releasing a celebration set. This brings back classic mechanics like Dark-type Pokemon, Delta Species, Pokemon C, Light Pokemon, etc. And the cards begin releasing on October 8th. Have fun trying to get them. Uh, Yay. Yay. Wow. <laughs> I can't wait Dark to punch somebody Pokemon in a target. Being a- <laughs> God. I'm confused. What do they mean classic mechanics like dark type Pokemon? So like back in the day, remember like uh, dark type and steel type were super weird. Uh, or not dark type, like um, like the Team Rocket dark. That's what I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh. like okay, so dark it's like- Blastoise. That kind of stuff. Gotcha, I was gotcha, like, yeah. I knew fairy wasn't a thing anymore. Did they do away with dark as well? What happened? <laughs> no, dark's still there because they turned poison type into dark type. Poison types are just like, we don't know where you go anymore. I and, see. <laughs> and it just, uh, it kind of just keeps getting shoved into different types. I think poison type has had three different typings in the TCG now. I think it's been mm. grass, grass, psychic, and dark. And dark, yes. Wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's uh it's nuts. So you could you could theoretically have like 
one Pokemon that's been all of them. I want a Dark type Venonat card, like real bad. Mm. But yeah, it sounds like fun. It's gonna it's gonna be a fun set. I'm sure that we're never gonna get our hands on. Yep. <laughs> but if you need other ways to spend your money on Pokemon related stuff and you can't get the cards, uh, well, Original Stitch has new designs for Pikachu and Piplup up in their store. Yay! You could buy a Piplup Pikachu shirt, or is it both of them? together or is it just like piplup (laughs) i think it's just piplup because they're doing like they're doing a whole thing with piplup where they're trying to turn it into yet another mascot i think they're trying to ev it that's what i think they're trying to do with it i think they're trying to ev it yes i would agree with that we're gonna find out we're gonna look we're gonna look let's see let's start our design they could totally replace uh pikachu with piplup i don't think anybody would notice uh mm. i think it's just that <laughs> nowadays they're just like pikachu always needs a little partner to go with advertising all the games mm. it makes sense i mean yeah it kind of makes sense but at the same time it's just like i don't know i mean i've, I've been on pikachu overload for the last uh 20 years so yes <laughs> I, I, I like variety <laughs> I, I'm, I'm i'm so done with everything pokemon related being yellow <laughs> if it's well, not they did yellow that on it's purpose. white and red they did that on purpose yeah that part i know they did that on purpose but they're my like i don't like those colors because they're just like one <laughs> other famous characters are yellow and they're like winnie the pooh we can beat that <laughs> yeah they, that was about it so yeah. moving on though um in video game battling news we've got uh the play pokemon championships or 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 Play Pokemon has begun providing information regarding the specifics of the 2022 championship series. Uh, it looks like they're planning to go back into real life events, but they haven't said that yet. Mm, I mean, uh, that's understandable. Um, there's, they keep going, Worlds is going to be in London, guys. We promise. And <laughs> we'll see how <laughs> that goes. London. One day, uh, sooner or later. <laughs> I'm I'm waiting for like them to go to the next set of games for Worlds, and then like yeah. it has nothing to do with London. You know, it, it's like yeah. it's like this region's based on Brazil, and we're gonna go and to London to play. Worlds is in London, and Worlds is in London. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it's I think it's also kind of silly that we haven't had like a World Championship without Dyna- with Dynamax in it, which I think is funny. Oh, uh, well, that's true. Oh, yeah. I'm a like, and it feels like such a shame because like Megas got knocked because of Dynamax, and it's because Dynamax is very optimized for their competitive. I I will say TPCI is competitive. It's very it's very yes balanced for that and very optimized. So it's kind of a shame, but we'll see. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll get to it this year. They they made it up with things so, saying like, oh, if you in 2020 like had enough CP to make it to Worlds, you can just show up on Thursday. But if you had enough CP to show up uh, to make it to Worlds in 2021. Well, I guess, no, there was no CP this year, so it doesn't matter. Um, but then they're just like, oh, if you did well in the Players' Championship or something, I think, you can, like, show up on Friday, and then so on and so forth. If you do well in 2022, yeah. you can come on Saturday. Uh, mm. and it's like, <laughs> okay. it's, it's the most ridiculous thing. It's, it's just gonna, at some point, like, it's just gonna keep going to the point where it's like, yeah, if you got in 2021, or you got enough CP in 2020, you can come on Monday. Uh, because it's been five <laughs> years since we've had a World Championship. <laughs> and i hope to god it ends before then we'll see yeah we will certainly see uh but yeah pokemon go news basket tell us the uh, the new uh the newest information <laughs> about the bacon 
So, yeah, <laughs> about the bacon. Tepig will be the next Community Day Pokemon. Uh, July 3rd from 11 a.m. till 5 p.m. local time. Uh, Shiny Tepig's going to be available. Um, and Embor will learn Blast Burn, which is a really good move in the, uh, it is a, there, it's, but I don't it's know. De- if, it's decent in PvP. Yeah, I don't know if Embor is going to, um, be good in PvP. Uh, it might be with the HP stat. I don't know. I was using him because I didn't have, like, an alternative for a little while, mm-hmm. uh, until I completely, uh, remade my whole PvP team. <laughs> but, uh, Blastburn would have definitely helped. <laughs> uh, Blastburn always helps. Uh, Blastburn always helps. Uh, there's more information about the raids happening, I guess, yep. or something. So they're changing something about raid battles. Oh, it's there's new achievements. New art. Mm-mm. And then uh, there's new trainer achievements that Ooh. you can get by doing a raid battle and accomplishing any of the following. Delivering the final attack, which would lag... Who knows? Like, <laughs> what? Like, how do you know that? Dealing the most damage overall. Fair. Keeping a single Pokemon in battle for the longest time of all participants. So you're just going to have that one guy that's just dodging constantly and not actually attacking. Yep. <laughs> yep. And now the fun stuff begins. Using the tallest Pokemon among all participants in battle. Bring your alone executors, people. <laughs> Joining the raid from furthest distance, using a Mega Evolve Pokemon during the battle, changing your avatar's clothing or pose, and using the most charge attacks of all participants. Wow. Okay, so if you do like a one-star raid by yourself, do you just win like half of these on your own? I think yeah, so. Pretty much. That's what it seems like. You're gonna deliver win. the final attack, you're gonna deal the most damage, you're gonna keep a single Pokemon in the longest time. Everything except the mega evolution and yeah. clothing or pose. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay, cool. Wow. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> to uh finish out our Pokemon Go segment. We've got uh, a few new things. First, in July 2nd, raid passes can be received from daily spins. That's nice. That should have happened mm. a while ago. Remote raid passes should be there instead. Or even like the, the remote raid pass you get, or the raid pass you get every day. That should yeah. be available a as one. a remote raid pass. Yes. Also in July, they're scaling back the effectiveness to instance to pre-pandemic levels. Uh, the thing that's not there is they're also scaling back Pokestop distance, which is dumb. Oh, no. Uh, yet, uh, Wait, what do you mean, Pokestop distance? So during the pandemic, they increased the Pokemon stop rate, the Pokestop range. Uh, oh, okay. And none of us noticed it okay. because it was working the way that we all thought it should just be working. <laughs> um, and so it's... Uh, it, so now they're shrinking it, and honestly, our self road is like in a real like tizzy about this. They're like wrote petitions and everything. It's, oh wow! Uh, and petitions do a lot. Uh, let me tell you, it's also like uh, it's not like this is. First of all, it's not over, and even in the places where it's starting to get better, it's only some places. So this is really uh, dumb. It looks like there might be an act two as well coming. So. According to the WHO, so we might need to uh, might need to just kind of watch it just yep. a little bit, just a little bit. Uh, yep. Also, uh, details regarding GoFest Day Two are now available and give a lot of information because there's going to be a lot of crazy uh, legendary raids happening that day. Um, I'm not going to list them here. You can go look them up yourself. In Puckle news, though, because I guess this is episode four ninety nine. I wanted to give a few a few things first. Uh, uh, Summer League is going on. Please come on over. Battle us. Get some gym badges. It's a great way to get into competitive if you are not already. It's a really fun time. 
Um, I'm supposed to say the triple tri attack triathlon uh, signups are live. Uh, they are not because they are full. <laughs> Um, (laughs) we maxed out at, uh, 24 players. It's already done. So, uh, unfortunately, um, this is kind of, we're doing, we kept it at 24 because we're kind of doing a dry run to see how things work out and see how well things, things flow. So hopefully next time it'll be a larger cat. Yeah. But it's, it's a bit complicated logistically speaking. So we needed like a trial run. Yeah. So this is like a mini version. And at some point I hope to just not have a cap and we can just Mm. do it. Uh, so Puckle 500 news though, because Puckle 500 is next week. So let me explain to you guys everything that you can be doing right now to help celebrate Puckle 500. One, uh, there on Monday, June 28th at 9.30 PM, there is going to be a live recording of Game Corner in our Discord server using the, what is it called? Stage feature? That's what it's called. Um, where Lillian is going to be teaming up. I need to make sure my name's on that sheet. Um, it's going to be a few of us together answering Puckle related trivia, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which I think is a really silly idea because honestly, Thatch doesn't remember anything. So I, I'm very excited to see what I don't, th- what I don't <laughs> remember. And so definitely check that out. That's going to be 930 Eastern, uh, over in the Puckle Discord. Please come by if you want to. Um, and that's on- tonight. Like tonight, tonight on the day this as, comes out. Yes, on release date. So that is June 28th. So please be there if you have not already. Um, if you, if you would like to come and hang out with us, you can of course come over to, uh, to get to the discord, by the way, pucklediscord.com. Pacha. Yeah. Uh, also, if you want to, uh, watch me stream on Tuesday, June 29th, please do over at Twitch at twitch.tv slash the puckle podcast. I'm going to try to do something a little bit different. We typically do nuzlocks on Tuesdays. But I think I'm going to make it more of a production. We're going to do something. We're going to do a lot of different Pokemon stuff just to kind of mm-hmm. celebrate and hang out. So definitely come on over to the Discord. I'll probably be giving away some cool posters uh, as well. So definitely, if you want a cool poster, that's the way to do it. Uh, I should also note that is we're it, gonna, we're go ahead, basket. Yeah, I was going to say is that is that at the same time? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At the same time, uh, we're also at each of these events that I'm listing. We're going to be giving away a copy of Brilliant Diamond or Shining Pearl. Uh, so oh. make sure you do it. It's, it's five, five copies for episode 500. So there's like a fifth one. I think we're just going to give away on social media, but, <laughs> uh, but the other one we're going to, the others, you have to just like come and hang out with us. Uh, so if you come to the, if you come to the trivia thing on Monday night, you, you can win a copy if you're waiting. If you are at my Twitch stream on Tuesday, that's a copy. Um, I think there's also a Twitch stream for poke of the episode on Thursday. If you don't want to ch- chime in on that. I don't think they're going to be giving away a copy of BDSP, but you could definitely still join in on that. On Saturday, July 3rd, is where all the cool stuff happens, all the stuff I'm most excited about. One, we are going to be recording a live episode of Puckle, Puckle 500, uh, both using the stage features on Discord, but also on our Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash thepucklepodcast, where you can watch myself, Whimsicott, and Seth record the show live and, and just listen. We're going to have a generic topic. I don't like making a podcast about the podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> You can, of course, go ahead and uh, also about uh, that's going to be at 10 a.m. Eastern um, and that's going to run until roughly noon Eastern. Thatch is going to take a quick break after that happens and we'll probably come back around 2 p.m. Eastern and we're going to start having panels with uh, panels on the stages and discord. And we'll also broadcast on Twitch if you're for some reason against discord. Um, you can also uh, watch as we bring on some of the co-hosts to also just Ask them questions about themselves. You can ask uh, Basket what his favorite color is. Don't answer that, Basket. That's a spoiler. I know. I know. I got to keep it fresh. (laughs) Keep it in your heart. Keep that close to your chest, man. Uh, (laughs) 
Uh, but we're going to be rotating co-hosts out about every half hour, 45 minutes or so. And there'll be like panels of three on the stage features. But you guys can ask them questions. We can get to know them better. Um, if you miss that, don't worry. Uh, that will also double as episode 501 of the Fuckle Podcast. So Thatch can take a break. <laughs> just for one week. Just for one week. Well deserved. Yes. It's just, just for one week, please. Uh, <laughs> so on that note, we're going to go ahead and uh, end it here. We're going to kick it on over to Puckle's Poke Quiz, where we're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Oh, hi, and welcome to the Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz our co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Mark, here to explain the rules. Our fabulous co-hosts will work as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that fans have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. The host can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct and do not use the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. And welcome to Puckle's Poke Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Um, this And thank you to Mark from the Dunsparce gang for listing off the rules there. Without further ado, guys, if you're ready, I'm going to go ahead we'll and give you, some, give you some questions. Okay. So this first Do one it. this first one's going to come to you from Spike. What is the only dual-type Pokemon to evolve, not Mega, into a monotype Pokemon? Glue into a Lossum. <laughs> that's correct. Uh, <laughs> awesome. That's correct. Is one of my Bam. favorite. Hey, today one for I, one. I thought of Blossom Plush in the mail, so I couldn't not remember. There it is. All right. So this next one is going to come from Foxy. Hypnosis is known to have a have sixty percent accuracy. However, this is different in one set of mainline games. In which in which games is hypnosis accuracy different? I actually know this one. I knew that one. Oh. Uh, Hypnosis used to be pretty good that time. Hmm. A set of games. Hmm. Is, does, does that mean like, like, uh, like for instance, like gold and silver and... Yes, uh, I, I will, crystal, yeah, I will say, yes. I will say it's only okay, two games. Okay. It's not an entire generation. Okay. Okay. Um, why would they change it and why would they change it back? I can answer that question. I'll give you that one for free because it was too good. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, it got like the the it it was raised temporarily to seventy percent accuracy. Oh, and then they realized mm, not a good idea. Oh, mm. uh, oh man, I remember. Um, uh, it was like a no ruby and sapphire. What basket? Ruby and sapphire. I mean, it could be. Um, because because I I remember I remember that like, I'm pretty positive because I I remember um I think Bo was talking about like like a long time ago at a PuckoCon he was talking about. The 70% accuracy. Wow. And that's his favorite region. So I'm going there. That's, that's deep. That's how I'm doing it. Um, I'll trust you. I'll absolutely trust you on this. I'm okay Do with that Do you have a better answer. guess? No, I don't. Okay, then yeah, we'll go with mine. Okay. <laughs> Ruby and Sapphire is unfortunately incorrect. The answer is oh. Diamond and Pearl. Oh, uh, Diamond, oh I never played those games. Diamond and Pearl gave 70% accuracy to uh, to Hypnosis. And it made it really good. <laughs> mm. um, because, I mean, you're hitting as often as like a focus blast. Like, that's kind of dumb for sleep. Especially when sleep was yeah. sleep was OP in Gen 4 as well. 
I mean, mm. now sleep is much more balanced nowadays, I think, to make yeah. it not as rage inducing. Because now it's like yeah, one it's... turn of guaranteed sleep, then it's a 50% chance on the next turn, and then it's a 100% chance on turn three. Yeah, it's, and it's kind of back fair. then it was like, oh, you have a twenty five percent chance to wake up up until turn five, ha ha. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's brutal. Yeah, it was, uh, it was unfortunate. It was, it was really bad. Nowadays, I think you can, I think a seventy percent accuracy wouldn't be terrible. Um, it's just like sleep powder. Yeah, but sleep powder, like you are, you can be immune to it, but just being a grass type, wearing a certain That's true. item, That's true. Are having a certain ability, so... Hmm. That's true. Uh, all right, so our next question is your Pokedex entry question. You, I'm going to read you a Pokedex entry. You need to tell me what Pokemon that entry is for. If you get it wrong mm-hmm. on the first try, you get a second entry. Um, if you get it right on the first one, you get two points. If you get it right on the second one, you get one point. If you don't get it right at all, that's zero points. So this one is going to come to you from the Crimson Trainer. It's Pokemon White Entry states, This extremely wise Pokemon excels at rescuing people stranded at sea or in the mountains. Who's that Pokemon? That's so vague. I shouldn't have chosen that That one. That sounds like Dragonite, actually. I remember Dragonite (sighs) saving people lost at sea. But since, like, it also saves people in the mountains, it might be something that flies around. Dragonite Yeah, that's what I was thinking, too. And it's a dragon type, so it's mythological, so it's wise. I I was all, uh, yeah. Uh, my first thought was like Lugia, mm. but I don't. It's, <sighs> mm, yeah, that would make sense too, but. I'm going to need an answer here. Can you think of any Pokemon that have, that like their entries have to do with being wise? <laughs> no, but I, I do know for a fact that Dragonite rescues people lost at sea, so. <laughs> okay, let's do Dragonite. We'll start there. Dragonite is incorrect. Uh, You guys aren't even close. Uh, It's Pokemon Shield entry states. It is immensely proud of its impressive mustache. It is said that mustache length is what determines its social standing among the species. (laughs) What? That's like a Zam? What? I didn't know that. This is crazy. These are some crazy entries. Oh, okay. So, uh, was the first entry from Pokemon Y or from Pokemon White? From Pokemon White. White. Okay, so it's not Drampa. That sounds like Alakazam now. What other Pokemon has a mustache and is very wise? (sighs) Real world equivalents of this will sometimes wear a barrel around their neck. Oh. (laughs) Oh, is this a a Stoutland? It is a Stoutland, yes. Thank you for Weird. the free hint. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, that makes sense because, you know, the St. Bernard's and... Yeah, but Stoutland is a, <laughs> like a giant Yorkie. It's not yeah, it's Bernard. not a St. Bernard. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> but, but the yes. answer is Stoutland, okay. yes. He's, he's a genetically enhanced Yorkie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> GMO Yorkie's coming blanket. right to you. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys are two for three. Okay, your, well. Your next question <laughs> is your multiple answer question. You guys can get some points back here. So up, for up to three points here, there uh, there are three answers. This one uh, total. So one point for each answer. This one comes to you from Morrow Life. And he wants to know, who are the three bug type Pokemon that can learn the move fly? Oh. You also have the hint. Uh, I will remind you as well. We should probably use it. What do you think, Basket? Uh, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm going to. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I need the hint. <laughs> the the hint here is that uh, none of the Pokemon, uh, none of these bug type Pokemon are flying types. <laughs> cool. 
Um, and I will give you the secondary types of these uh, bug types as well. One is fire, the other one is steel, and the other one is electric. Actually, that gives you like two of them, I think. I think it just yeah, gives you two yeah. of them. One is Volcarona. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Volcarona. And then the other one, um, one has did you say to be bug and electric? Uh, bug and yeah, electric, one, and then bug and steel. Vicavolt. One is Vicavolt right? and one is Scizor. Are you going to lock all of those in? I, I think we have to, uh, because I don't think, I don't think Durant flies. So, <laughs> uh, wait, 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 no, uh, um, what? Oh, wait, no, it's bug type. Never mind. <laughs> because I was, I was thinking, I was thinking, uh, I was about to be really dumb. I was like, wait, Tropius, but that, that's stupid. Yeah, no, it's grass, not, not bug. <laughs> and he is flying. So it <laughs> it's literally all the things it's not supposed to be. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was literally what I was like. Oh, that's really stupid. <laughs> um, I can't think of another bug steel type. So I, I think I uh, think the only those thing I can think of it. bug steel. Did you? What did you say? Scissor. And well, there's Genesect, isn't there? There's Genesect. Yes, but Genesect. But I don't think he learns mm, fly. It doesn't have wings. So the weird yeah, thing here wings. is that Scissor evolves. Is, is, from Scyther, which is a flying type, but Scyther, according to this question, does not learn fly, which is a bit yeah. weird. Uh, uh, but Genesect has that little that little rocket thing on his back. Yeah, that's true. Kind of like a little 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 jetpack or something. I don't I, know. I do I've never think, seen him. I do think I remember at one point hearing about Scissor learning fly and being very perplexed until someone pointed out that it does have wings. But if you want to answer Genesect, I'm down for it. Uh, I'm gonna go with yours. You're, you're, <laughs> uh, I've, I've bombed most of these questions, so okay. we'll go with you. <laughs> okay, so Pickable, Are you sure? Corona. <laughs> okay. That's, That's too agree. correct. That's too correct. The, uh, the third one, uh, you got, you got Scissor wrong. The answer is Genesect. Uh, oh. <laughs> I'll give it to you only because Basket. basket uh, be, I'm gonna give it to you so Basket learns to have self confidence. I'll give you three points yeah. for that. <laughs> and we will have uh, that is five points total for you guys. You can go for six here. Cool. By answering right, Rocket Pack confirmed. Uh, well, <laughs> Golurk learns learns fly for the same reason. Yeah, his entire lower body is is a jetpack. So. Uh, so we're gonna go ahead. This next one is gonna be from. I'm gonna say. Let's go with Shark Finnegan today. What dual type rock or what dual type rock type has the lowest base defense? Actually, that's confusing. We're not going to go with that one. Uh, we're going to go with. Uh, wait, wait. I think I, I think I could probably guess. That. Okay, you, you're locking yourself into this then. Wait, do it. Do wait. Uh, <laughs> I was going to go with something. Do you feel any confidence easy. in this whimsicott? <laughs> what? Do you feel any confidence in this whimsicott? I was going to change um, to make we, it to make it one? not complicated. I was going to do the not complicated one. Okay, let's do the not complicated. Yeah. Uh, this one is from Polywo. What fire type has the lowest defense stat? So Magby is definitely an option because it's a baby Pokemon. Houndour uh, mm -hmm. also has terrible stats. Um, um, what about uh, um, Lar Larvesta? Larvesta is actually physically based. Okay, okay. Yeah, so uh, it has a pretty high attack and I think it has a decent defense. Maybe I wouldn't it, it's probably the, the It's probably the dual weakness that was making me think that. Yeah. <laughs> Mm, uh, I honestly think it might be Andauer. I don't know though. I it might be I, what? What do you say? Houndour. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. But Magby uh, is a baby Pokemon. Um, I'm gonna need an answer. There's also like mm, I really don't know between these two baskets. Uh, 
We'll go with Magby because I don't want to think that Houndour is that uh, weak. <laughs> I think it is that weak. <laughs> okay, we'll do uh, uh, Houndour. I don't, I don't know. Houndour <laughs> is correct. <laughs> ah, there we go. My confidence paid off. <laughs> Houndour has a base defense stat of 30. Magby's in oh. second place, though. Those are the, oh. those okay, are the bottom okay. two. Magby, Magby has a base defense stat of 37. Um, oh, okay. And then apparently there's a seven-way tie at 40 points, so Liger didn't feel like typing them out. <laughs> so fair. That gives you guys, I believe, six points today. So we're going to go ahead cool. and update the trivia score document. I think it's actually super close still. So we're going to go ahead and uh, we're going to go ahead, type those, type in that number six there for you two. And we're going to go ahead and we're going to sort. So in a fir- five-way tie for first place... With seven points, we've got Seth Violinian, Pinaki, Sigma, and Jushiro <laughs> tied <laughs> tied for sixth place. We've got Whimsicott and Basket with six. Everybody else has yet to get on the board. <laughs> yeah. <Slackers>. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it has nothing to do with it just having started. <laughs> yeah, it just started. It just started. Uh, all right. So on that note, we are going to kick it on over to the topic. Hey guys, if you haven't already, be sure to head over to Patreon and check out our Puckle Anime Club podcast where we go over Pokemon journeys, talk about the episodes, you can listen to the commentary real time as you watch the show, or you can just go ahead and listen to our review episode that we do at the end. You just have to go over to Patreon and be at the $5 tier to be able to access it. I think it's been a lot of fun making, and I hope if you decide to go and listen to it, you have a great time listening to it as well. But until then, keep on listening to the show and you've got a topic to get to. And welcome to the topic. Our topic today is what region would you like to visit and why? I gave this some thought, but not a lot. Uh, I'm sure you guys gave more thought than I did. <laughs> mm, I wouldn't bet on it. <laughs> I don't know. My my answer is just Johto. And the reason is I've been to Tokyo, which is Kanto, and I'd like to go visit the rest of Japan. <laughs> <laughs> and Johto's got that feel. You know, it's just like, hey, here yes. are the Japanese buildings. I mean, because it's, it's based on Kyoto, right? Mm-hmm. It, that's the more, like, culturally Japanese area, I'll say. Like, that's probably a bad way of putting it. Like, somebody will be mad listening to this. But The more traditional area traditional, of Japan. Yeah. yeah, it's the more traditional area of Japan. And that's kind of, like, on my next trip to Japan, that's where I'm going. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to go, I'm going to go see more traditional stuff. I still want to go to an onsen. I didn't do that the last oh. time. But, like, Tokyo, yeah. Tokyo is, like, its own kind of fun, I would say. Mm-hmm. So, Tokyo it's, is its own kind of fun. I think the rest of Japan would be really cool too. And Kyoto's got a Pokemon Center anyway, so I'll be there. I'll be there. I gotta, I gotta go see the Kyoto Pokemon Center. I, I went to five of them when I was in Tokyo. <laughs> uh, there, there are a lot of Pokemon Centers in uh, Tokyo, in the Tokyo area, I should say. Mm. It's uh, a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, that's kind of what I want to do. And like, I don't know. It just seems like really peaceful. I know because like I, I think I think more and more to myself. Like, what do I want in my life as I get older? I'm super old, you know, 30, super old. I'm going to die soon. <laughs> I'm going to hate you the next time we see each I other. I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, the more I think about, like, what do I want to do? Like, what? Like if I didn't have to go to work, what would I do? I ask myself this question all the time, right? Mm. Because I have to think about what I'm going to do when I retire. I think more to myself. And I just want, like, a slow life, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, you know what the saddest thing is that I like to do on, like, normal days like if I just have like mm-hmm. a random day off or something like that, and like my favorite thing to do, and this is super lame and super <laughs> awful, I just like going to McDonald's and like sitting down and reading in the morning. 
Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you go there, you grab a breakfast sandwich, and then you just sit down, and, like, you have a book or something, and you just sit down and you read. Mm. And nobody's there because it's a a Monday morning, and you just sit and you read at McDonald's, of all places. But, like, it's just, like, this, like, really slow life, you know? Like, Like, I'm not saying I want to do it at McDonald's all the time, because McDonald's is a very bad place to do that at. (laughs) <laughs> like i'd much rather just like live like a slow life and like know a couple of people you know yeah very well and just like regularly have like my routine where like hey i go to my breakfast place i i say hi to the lady behind the counter mm-hmm. and then like you know i go to the store after that and say hi to the cashier that i know mm-hmm. and that's the you, kind you of vibe that's that. the kind of vibe <laughs> that you find in johto you know <laughs> you need to find a local diner that you can do that in. <laughs> uh, you're not wrong. Um, I live in the wrong part of, part of town for that, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, I live in the wrong part of town to be able to do that. But I, I, I probably will. <laughs> I probably I will. Kind of understand you. Like, if I didn't have to work, I would probably spend my entire day like reading or playing video games or watching TV. But I yeah. would not do that at McDonald's for. The reasons of, A, I would keep ordering food, and uh, that would be bad for my health. (laughs) And B, I don't like to be observed by people as I consume my media, Mm. because my reactions are sometimes extremely embarrassing. Hilarious, I'm sure, for everyone watching, (laughs) but embarrassing to me. So I will probably do that, like, in my backyard or on my couch if it's cold or raining outside. Mm -hmm. Or maybe in a park. Like, I really love, like, spending time in parks because you see no, people, totally get that. but they're far away from you and you're immersed I totally in nature. I love that. I get that. I get that. No, I just, Jodo just gives that vibe. It's just, like, really laid back. Mm-hmm. You kind of do it. I mean, and then you also still have, like, you still have the uh, the city, like, the big city in Goldenrod you yeah. can go to. And so, like, when I go on vacation, I just want to relax. Yeah. Like, I think a good example of that is, like... um like we occasionally go to Honolulu for vacations mm-hmm. and I've got a spot. I'm doing this on purpose to segue to you, but <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I like to go to, there's this like one spot. It's called Lulu's. Mm. It's on the Waikiki strip in Honolulu. And yeah. I really like it. You go there, you can get some breakfast. You can look out over the, the ocean, uh, over the Waikiki yeah. beach. And it's just super relaxing. Yeah. You've told me about this place. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But the, to follow your segue, I have not been to Honolulu, but I want to be. It's like <laughs> bucket list item sort of I get of it. mine to visit Hawaii. And so I would totally want to visit Alola. It doesn't like it is Hawaii, first of all. So beaches, legitimately wonderful yes. sights and rainbows everywhere. It also, like Hawaii, has an astronomical observatory on top of it which I'm super into. It has some Pokemon that I absolutely adore. So I could like hang out with those Pokemon. Like imagine like sitting on the beach at night and seeing a meteor shower. That was exactly the Pokemon. (laughs) No, no, no. I think that's the, I know. I think that's uh, that's honestly the best thing to do. In Johto, I could feed the Stantler. Maybe they'd walk up to me and take my food and bow. Oh, yeah, the famous Nara mm-hmm. Stantlers. Yes, yes. <laughs> the, the Nara Stantlers, yes. <laughs> people got super worried about them in the pandemic, by the way. They're just like, are they going to survive because people aren't feeding them? And the answer is yes. Yes, they're going to survive. 
<laughs> it's like it's like us. They stopped going to the restaurant and they had to yeah. prepare food at home, but they did fine. <laughs> that's they still remember too. By the way, like I saw somebody go out there recent, like semi recently, like they recorded mm-hmm. it, and the deer one hundred percent were still like walking up and bowing and like trying to get food from the people. Oh, it has not changed. It has not changed. <laughs> They were like, hey, the the restaurant has reopened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So just just throwing that out there. But yeah, like Johto, you can go do that. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of Pokemon in Johto, I guess. I don't know. Mm. Johto, Johto's just nostalgic to me as well. I don't know. I just, like if I were to go somewhere, I want to visit that. Like I want to I want to make the walk. I want to make the historic pilgrimage from Ooh. New Park Town to Cherry Grove City, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I want to I want to do that. Go visit the Bellsprout Tower. Go visit. Uh, go visit Goldenrod City to do some shopping. Then uh, go see the the Burn Tower and the Tin Tower. Yeah, and now that I think about it, logistically, Alola is a lot better than Hawaii because in Hawaii you have to take a boat or a plane to move from island to island. That's true. In Alola, you can just use your Pokemon or Poke Ride. <laughs> it's so much better. You can mantine surf. I, so you can mantine surf, but I have the coordination of like a very tiny, very like imagine a baby deer. They're more coordinated than I am. So I would spend <laughs> the entire time in the water and it wouldn't be very enjoyable if I tried to mantine surf. You could you could lay down flat on it and just hold its fins. Yeah, but then water would get up my nose. Uh, why should like why would I just like fly over on a Charizard? I would be terrified of that honestly. Like the Charizard and the man. I I'd be mm. terrified of both of these things. Yeah, the Charizards are what? They're like they're like 5 foot 4. I'm 6'3". <laughs> I'm I'm as tall as a Charizard, so I guess we would be okay. <laughs> if I think about how airplanes work too much, I already get scared. And then yep. if I think, and then if I, then I'm going to be like, yes, I'm going to ride on this little fire dragon thing that is shorter than I am. I and have going to do the exact really... same thing. I will be terrified. I will be like, I'll get there, <laughs> but it will be absolutely horrible. Like I, I once took a, uh, um, I once took a small little airplane to mm-hmm. my, from the, from, uh, the mainland of Seattle out to the San Juan Islands. Mm-hmm. And it's just like this little <laughs> airplane. It's got like 13 seats in it. Like before yeah. you board, they go, we need to fill these seats or the plane won't fly right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so like I got on that and that was the most, that was more terrifying than any roller coaster I'd ever been on in my entire life. I bet. <laughs> because you can see the gauges, the pilot walks in, the pilot's younger than me. Oh gosh. I already get terrified when my brother drives instead of me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and... And I'm just like, cool, this will be fine. So it was literally 40 minutes of me just like holding on to the plane like that was going to do something. Oh, yeah. I, I have this weird thing where I'm absolutely terrified of heights. Like, I can't even look down from a second story window. Yeah, you're going to ride a Charizard. But that only applies when when my feet are on the ground. Weirdly. Okay, I get it's that. It's super I weird. I like, because if your feet are on the ground, you can fall over the edge but mm, I get you. It's 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 the weirdest thing. But I, I think if I was riding a Charizard, I would be like, okay, worst case scenario, we fall down into the water, yeah. like, and then I just like 
a hundred meters above the water, I just pull out my trusty Pokeball with my water type inside, and we're going to be fine. That's fair. You know? <laughs> what about you, Basket? Where would uh, where would you go? So, originally, I was going to say Johto, um, but... I'm sorry, uh, I stole your thunder. Like, it, no, 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 it's totally cool. Uh, but it was for, like, different reasons, because you guys are talking about, like, more, like, touristy sort of things. Yeah, we're so visiting. I was thinking... Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, yeah. So, visiting as, like, a tourist, I think um, uh, as long as I could stay away from uh, Tierno, Shauna, and uh, What's-His-Face. Uh, yes, uh, those, those, those as are As long as names. I could avoid them. Tierno, Shauna, and What's-His-Face. Those Trevor. are their names. <laughs> um, uh, I would go to Kalos. Mm. Uh, because That's a good reason. So, I'm, like, half French and half... Uh, Irish and my um you don't I was, say I was talking with my my mother-in-law <laughs> like knowing how you look and what your name is would never have guessed <laughs> actually to be fair to be fair people have never like seen basket because we're an audio podcast yeah. but we have and so I'm really pale I'm very un- with red hair I'm very I'm very unsurprised <laughs> to learn French his heritage name. <laughs> very- <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's um uh it's funny because my dad uh he actually has like really like a like a like a pretty dark olive skin tone Mm. and black hair and then my mom has uh uh brown hair and really pale skin oh (laughs) so but yeah so anyways um uh i was talking with my mother-in-law because we were trying to figure out a trip that we would go on and i was like well i'd really like to go to uh um ireland because that would be really fun but also um uh the food there would just suck it would be horrible. That's Sorry true. To, That's true, though. Uh, anybody, uh, <laughs> because but the uh, the English and Irish cuisine is not. Uh, I'm sure there are very tasty things there. I think but, you can probably live off of Guinness stew the whole time you're there, yeah, and you're gonna be yeah, fine. That is very tasty. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, I, I have a friend who uh, moved to England. Mm-hmm. And he told me that they don't fry their uh, fries and fish and chip or and their and their fish for their fish and chips enough. Really? So it's like it's soggy, and then they and then it's worse because they wrap it in a uh, um, newspaper. So and then, so it just it just steams it all. So it's like a mush. And he's like, it's delicious, but it's not like the way that you would expect it. And I was like, oh yeah, okay, that just sounds horrible. So. uh when I was talking to her about that, my, my mother-in-law, I told her about that and she was like, Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's not go there. How about, <laughs> how about like, uh, Italy or France? And I was like, I would love to go to both those places because the food would be amazing. So more so in one of those places my... than the other, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> so here, here is my, uh, um, your, your pitch, your pitch for my, 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 my visual. Yeah. <laughs> my visual. So walking down the streets of Paris. Along all these coffee shops, Lumio City, just sipping, sip, yeah, Lumio City, sipping their little cups of coffee outside these coffee shops with their Pokemon like out of their balls, just just hanging, just hanging around their feet. That's yeah. the best. And That's the best, actually. Yeah, and and like and like you know, sun shining, hopefully, you know, and I'm just walking along. Yeah, I I got that image, and I was like, you know what? That sounds mm. good. That would be great. That sounds amazing. <laughs> that sounds like super cute. By the way, not not every fish and ship in London has soggy fries. <laughs> and some of them are decent. You have some like other places to go to in Calais though. Like you can go to like Anastar oh, to yeah. see the sundial. <gasps> and then you've got whatever Man. the fairy type town was, Schuller City. Like that's 
That's a thing. Shalora City is the beach town. Um, the fairy is type it? town oh, is. Yeah, you're is, right. Yes, <laughs> it's the one where I would. It's Laver Town. Laver, it's where I wanted right. to live. Remember? <laughs> yes. Uh, that's like that town's crazy. Laver City, Laver Town. And, I mean, you've got some cool locations there, and uh, I would even say like I don't know. I, they have some. They obviously like have places for you to visit in terms of mm-hmm. castles and everything. While you're oh, there, yeah. uh, you could go become a duke at the battle. What is it called? It's not the battle mason. Chateau. Chateau. The battle chateau. I mean, you said castle, but that just means castle in French. Yes. <laughs> also, the the range of uh, different Pokemon on each route yes. is mm. pretty cool. Yes. To this day, to this day, I think Kalos has the largest regional decks and the best one, probably. And it shows, and it's very good. It's a really good regional decks. I wouldn't, it's not like, like I, I have complaints about the Galar regional decks because the Galar regional decks, like you have both Yamper and Electrike, like what, what's going on there? Uh, but they didn't, (laughs) they didn't do that in, they didn't do that in Kalos. Yeah. They're not going to be like, oh, hey, why are these two Pokemon that are essentially the same Pokemon here? Yeah. (laughs) It's, uh, it's completely different Pokemon. Uh, all 450 of them, they're different. Like you have Pat Rat, but you're not, you're not combining like Pat Ra- the of uh, so Kalos much like Galar in their decks has three of like the regional rodents in it. Mm-hmm. The ones that it includes are all just so different. Like it's Bunnelby, mm-hmm. you've got Bidoof, and you've got I believe Pat Rat Zigzagoon. You also have Zigzagoon. Oh, Zigzag Zigzag. Those are all so different though. Uh, yeah, they're also they different. didn't do like both Linoon and Centred. I'll give them that. <laughs> They were all different. I was very happy with that. It was just very fun to go through the decks. Uh, that decks in particular was very fun to go through. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That was a good decks. That was a good decks. Tropius is in it. It's okay. Callus mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> regional decks is solid. Yeah, that's another reason like that some areas would be like cool to explore because I thought, oh, if you go to Johto. Like, the wild Pokemon are not that scary because their base stats are atrocious. And if you go to Alola, they are scary, but you can probably outrun them. So That's true. Yeah, this is a solid dex uh, looking at it. Like, minus the monkeys. Oh, yeah. I don't know why the monkeys oh, yeah, are I there. Forgot they were, I forgot they were in Kalos, Could you imagine too. Flabebe's <laughs> flying around, though? That'd be so cute. Oh, yeah. That'd be so cute. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. Oh, Centred is actually in this dex, too. Uh, <laughs> is it? Yeah. What are they trying to say about, like, France? So they just, it's just covered in rats. It's just covered in rats. <laughs> well, Ratatouille did take place there, so it Mm-mm. makes sense. No. It yeah. did. <laughs> it did take place. I don't know. I, I I like to imagine, and maybe this is just me, like, I, I just equate, like, all of the, like, the normal type rodents with just, like, this is what it's like to go on an adventure. You see those out in the field. And it only has to do, and this is such a dumb reason, because of the Pokemon Johto theme song in the U.S., like, there's, like, a mm-hmm. scene where, like, Ash and company are, like, running. There's just, like, a shot where they're, like, running through a field. Like, there's Sentret that are, like, running along and, like, they stand on their tail. And it's just, like, oh. yeah, this is good feel good. I don't know. The first the first five seasons of the anime, to me, are just, like, that's what a Pokemon journey is. You're, like, going I out see. in the wilderness. You're having a good time with your buddies. And you're battling Pokemans at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, the uh, TLDR here is when you're choosing uh, where to vacation, do it based on the food. Uh, you're that's, 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 that's the way I do it. <laughs> you know what? That's I mean, not bad. That's not bad. 
it's not bad, but at the same time, like you're only there for like maybe a week if there are incredible things to be seen. Like, you can't survive a week on British food if that means you get to visit all of the museums in London, you know? Those museums are amazing. I know, I'm with Baskin I mean, on this you're one. Tot- you're totally right, but at I, the same time... I'm like, with Baskin on this one. Okay, uh, so the reason I'm not with you guys on this one is that wherever I go, the food is going to be worse than over here. So <laughs> I have to have you're a biased. different philosophy. You're biased. <laughs> You're biased. Yes. That's why. Uh, so, you know, for me, like, I, I liked going to Japan. The food there was amazing. I, mean, I think it was mostly okay, that, because that is, that is the one I would be envious of. <laughs> I think it's only because they eat so clean. They do. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just so clean. Like, everything is clean. Like, the fact that you could have a raw egg at, in Japan and not in the US is because they actually have higher standards for eggs. You don't eat raw eggs over there? You can. Oh, not in the US, no. Um, it's like, oh. it's like seen as like a weird thing that Rocky did. Poke of the episode. And welcome to our Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 128, Tauros, the wild bull Pokemon. Did I get that right? Mm-hmm. I think so. I did. <laughs> it's Ruby and Sapphire Pokedex entry states. This Pokemon is not satisfied unless it is rampaging at all times. If there is no opponent for Taurus to battle, it will charge at thick trees and knock them down to calm itself. I didn't realize it had a ruby and sapphire entry (laughs) 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 until just now. Tauros is a normal type. It is a weird Pokemon because it's almost good. And it's got (laughs) a base HP of 75, a base attack of 100, Base defense of 95, special attack of 40, so it's like actually optimized for its base stats. Mm-mm. Base special defense of 70 and a 110 speed. 110. That's so good. I didn't remember it being that fast. But then you remember that like Miltank has a base 100. Yeah. So. I was over here like, oh man, maybe it got a bump from like Gen 6 when they like gave everybody bumps. And it's like, no, it's just always been like nope. this. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was a killer in like Gen One because of the speed. Yeah, and speed was like critical hits in Gen One OU. He was, I think, one of the best Pokemon because yeah. he, yeah. he could stab Hyper Beam. Yeah, stab a Hyper Beam, and then you crit, and then you knock out, and you don't yep. have to recharge. Yep. You just sweep unless the opponent has like a Gengar. It's not. A, it's either a Gengar or I think it, I think if you had a uh, a Rhydon or a Golem, it could mm. handle it. Okay, fair. Rhydon and Golem were used to counter that strategy. It was like this weird, like, rock, paper, scissors of just like, oh, you use a normal type that hyper beams, and then you have a rock type that can take a hyper beam, and then you've got a Pokemon that can kill the rock type. Yeah. But the not rock type that kills the, uh, that kills the, the rock type is weak to the hyper beam. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, that, that's all, that's all Gen 1 meta was. That's all Gen 1 meta was. <laughs> it was absolutely ridiculous. Uh, the battle, the battle meta was also very bad. Uh, <laughs> also, because he's a Gen One normal type, he gets like a really weird spread of moves. Yeah, like, like <laughs> flamethrower and thunderbolt, and I think he gets all of them. Yeah, he gets ice beam as well. He gets a ton of weird stuff. It's because he's a Gen, and he gets icy wind, which we're going to talk about here in a minute. But uh, this week we have a team for you that is a VGC team. That has Tauros on it. It stars Tauros. That's what we should say. So Tauros is holding a focus sash so it won't die. 
<laughs> it has Intimidate because Tauros has Intimidate as an ability. Fun fact. Mm-hmm. This is the team that was put together for this has a shiny Tauros. Because of course. Yep. You'll, you will know. <laughs> because it will give you hooves! There's a 252 attack, 4 special defense, 252 speed with a jolly nature. He, he's got Giga Impact, Icy Wind, Protect, and the fourth move slot is Surf. Icy Wind's just there to great, <laughs> create uh, speed drops because this team might need help on the speed side outside of Trick Room. So he can he can definitely aid in, in some speed control there. However, he's partnered up with Colossal, which is uh, obviously the G- Gigantamax Colossal, mm-hmm. holding a weakness policy with the Steam Engine ability. He's got 52 HP, 4 defense, 252 special attack, 12 special defense, and 188 speed. Uh, I'm sure that is optimized for something. Modest nature, heat wave, meteor beam, earth power, and protect. It is uh, pretty much standard Gigantamax Colossal. It is take your pick on the uh, earth power or solar beam path. (laughs) (laughs) And the idea is you just surf with Tauros, who has no business surfing. (laughs) <laughs> with its base 40 special attack and proccing yeah. the weakness policy and the steam engine on your colossal. And with base 110 speed, you're probably going to go before anything else is ever going to do that. And then you giga impact. <laughs> and then you giga impact when you're done. Uh, that's what you do. I just had this weird mental image that since it has such a low special attack and it's it's essentially a bull, a cow, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Taurus is not so much surfing as it's licking the colossal. <laughs> <laughs> but that's enough to gives, activate the weakness it, policy. <laughs> it gives the colossal a little lick. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh, that's funny. That's hilarious. Uh, there's more on this team though. If you can't get the can't get that speed boost going, there's another. There's a there's a trick room mode that I'll let Basket talk about. Oh yeah. So we've got. Gothitelle with a citrus berry doing Gothitelle and citrus berry stuff. Ability shadow tag, EVs 252 HP, 100 defense, 156 special defense with a careful nature. And, uh, it's got foul play, fake out, trick room, and protect. So yeah, it's here to trap and trick room. It's got 12 special attack IVs. I don't know why. Yeah, that's. I oh, yeah, know why. Weird. It's because specific- that. Oh way- yeah. No, wait, no, that's special attack. That doesn't make sense. I, I yeah. thought it was a Porygon thing. Nope. But I don't know that's why not a that Porygon is. Thing. Then hmm. it must be for something else on the team. Maybe I'm not sure because the Celesteel has got weird stuff too. But that's- it has no. Oh, you know what? This is probably. T- you know what? This guy probably actually like ripped it from his actual team on cart, and oh, he pro- he's probably actually talking about the things that didn't matter. So yeah, continue. Maybe. And then. After that, we've got Celesteela with Leftovers. This is 100% the Celesteela that everybody sees. Beast Boost, 252 HP, 4 Defense, 68 Special Attack, 148 Special Defense, 36 Speed, 6 Attack IVs, Calm Nature. Yeah, the the moveset and the item are 100% Celesteela. Flash Cannon, Air Slash, Leech Seed, and Protect. Mm -mm. Absolutely. So... The, uh, yeah, it is just Celesteela doing Celesteela things. Yep. And in case, in case you don't want to bring your Taurus to activate your Colossal's weakness policy, you have another option in Primarina. 
It's holding a wiki berry. Its ability is torrent because actually sometimes it's it's just better to have your moves have increased power when your HP is down. Also, I think Primarina's hidden ability kind of sucks. So, <laughs> I mean, it's good if you, especially in VGC, if you want to use like hyper voice with uh, with liquid voice. That's it's true. not bad, but mm, since you're not using it here, you might as well like. If you're in a tough situation, you might as well have Torrent so that your Aqua Jet does like two more HPs, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) It's kind of weird, but anyway. It's holding a Wiki Berry. It has max HP, four attack for that Aqua Jet, 60 defense, four special attack, 188 special defense. It has Assassinature to raise that special defense even more. And it's got Moonblast, Aquajet, as I mentioned before, Perish Song, and Protect. And it has zero speed IVs. And this is not just only to work under Trick Room, but it's because if it's the last thing on the field and it has Perish Song, if it dies last, you win. (laughs) That's true. And rounding out the team is another starter it's rillaboom and this one is really doing rillaboom things it's holding an assault vest the ability is obviously grassy surge it is gigantamax it has max hp 116 attack and 140 special defense with an adamant nature and it's got grassy glide high horsepower knockoff and fake out yeah so this is uh i mean this is just a fun team uh, mostly because Tauros is here, so I uh, definitely recommend. I uh, definitely recommend giving it a shot. I am going to start restart uh, the thing we used to do a couple years ago for the patrons. Instead of giving away random Pokemon, we're going to give away the Pokemon of the episode to those of you at the uh, ten dollar tier and higher. You guys can go ahead and grab a shiny Tauros over on Patreon at uh, at later this week. So be sure to uh, look out for that. Um, you can, of course. Go ahead and uh, also sign up for Patreon to get things like our anime podcast, Packle, <laughs> where we uh, watch the Pokemon anime and we have a good time doing it. All right. On that note, we are going to go ahead and we are going to kick it on over to the mailbag. It's mail time. Send in your emails. And welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag, as always, is brought to you by the fictional energy drink, Green Tauros, the energy drink that gives you hooves. Hooves again. Hooves. And as always, we'll give the Green Tauros badge to anybody who gives us a good email that starts some good conversation. We can have a good chat, chit, chat, whatever. Uh, this is the part of the show, the mailbag, where you can send any emails to us at pucklepodcast at gmail.com. And we will probably read them on the show. If not, I'll do something to get them. I, I have like a backlog because like a bit, I wanted to do one for that email mailbag that I missed when my internet was out and I mm-hmm. haven't gotten around to it. Maybe that's what we do this Tuesday. We just have like a long mailbag. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that would actually be cute. That would be kind of cute. Maybe we do that for part of it and then we play some Pokemon otherwise. Mm-mm. All right. So uh, the last week we asked you guys the same topic we have today. What is your uh, where would you like to visit Pokemon? So we're going to go ahead. We're going to jump in to this email from, uh, I believe, Glyscore Gamer first. Wimpika, you got this one. I do. Hello, Thatch and other wonderful co-hosts. I have returned from my long hiatus, and I am here to answer the mailbag prompt. 
I think this one is especially interesting, since I would get to visit the Pokemon world, which is great enough on its own. That's actually such a good point. Because of this bias, I will only be taking the culture, climate, and landmarks into account for my answer. I also think many of the regions would be visited for the same reason countries in the real world are visited, so I won't allow my desire to travel through places such as the UK to influence my decision. Mm, this guy has thought about this way more than we did. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> Before I can reach my final answer, I feel the need to mention my second pick, Kalos. X and Y are my favorite games, and part of that reason is my love for the region. It's a beautiful area with some diverse places, including the obvious Lumius City, the swamp leading to Lavera City, and the badlands around Lumius Power Plant. The culture is also very unique with many different styles of living, such as the coast and plains town of Comorin, the urban living Lumius, the rural people of Vaniville and Santaloon, and the cold climate survival of Anister and Snowville. There are also the incredible landmarks of the Tower of Mastery in Shalor City and the Sundial in Anister City. Kalos is incredible. However, there is one other region I would rather visit. Say Alola to, well, Alola! First off, Alola is based off of the real world place of Hawaii, and one of Hawaii's tourist draws is the fresh fish. The wishy-washy poke in Alola has got to be pretty good. What did I just read? Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> Poor wishy-washy. I don't want to think about that. I don't want to think about that. No. <laughs> also, wishy-washy looks like, like it, it doesn't look like tasty fish. No, it doesn't. At all. <laughs> no. Their wonderful dancing would be fun to watch, and I would love to take a go at mountain surfing. I would definitely go to the Mali Library to learn about the strange and wondrous lore and legends of Alola. Visiting Seafolk Village and seeing how those people make life work living in boathouses would be an experience worth the boat ride. Alola also has some very interesting climates. The islands of Mele Mele and Akala are mostly tropical, with the exception of the volcano of Akala. I'll get to that later. However, the climates of Ula Ula and Pony Island seem to be drier as well as hotter in some places. The island of Ula Ula also has the high mountains of Hokulani and Lanakila, both of which would be cooler due to their high altitude. Speaking of mountains, I greatly enjoy hiking, and that wouldn't change in the Alola region. I bet there are some great trails going up the Ula Ula mountain and the Akala volcano that I could hike up. Finally, I would of course go visit the fantastic landmarks in Alola. The altar and lake of the sun slash moon are massive monuments to the legends of Alola. I would also visit all the Tapu ruins and see their beautiful architecture, as well as going to Ether Paradise, the geothermal power plant and the Battle Dome. Sorry for the long email, but I had a lot to say after my time away. Thanks for reading and have a wonderful day. This is Glasgow Gamer signing off. Man, I just, all of that made me realize like how big Alola felt. Yeah. Uh, being as small yeah. as it is. Yeah. It puts, it, man, I hate doing this because someone's going to get mad at me, but like it makes me feel like Galar is <laughs> so small in retrospect because like I can't think of things like this for Galar. Or it's just like, oh, yes, mm. remember all these like cool things and like walking up these paths to get to the next section. And yeah. It's just like, oh, man, you know, you're right. And Alola feels very big because of that. They did a very good job making it feel very big. They also they also like segmented like 
it kind of into like episodes sort of because of the yeah. traveling to the different areas. So they did the same thing in Sword and Shield, I will tell you. Yeah, they did, but not I didn't feel that way. <laughs> uh, that is 100%. I, I honestly think Wild Area was like an afterthought, and you were supposed to just go from area to area on a train. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way it's set up. You can do that. You're. I mean, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's weird because Sword and Shield does have those areas. Like, it's got the desert. It's got the snow fields. They just don't feel big. They don't. They don't. They feel tiny. I think. I think you're exactly right. They do feel tiny. They feel tiny. I don't, I don't know if it's just because of the scale that they took it at with Sword and Shield because they wanted to try to make it feel like a big console game. But I mm. like. I feel like maybe the downward-facing perspective was lost, more or less, uh, from the uh, yeah. 3DS games. But that, that, that might just be me. Uh, I don't want to harp on it too much. But Olola was a lot of fun. So this next one is going to come to us from uh, Purple Knight. How goes it, Puckle Crew? Before I dive into the topic, I gotta throw out there that I've been having fun conversing on the Discord, getting to trade and battle with the community that's been formed there. No one around me plays Pokemon, save for occasional Go players, so having people that actually do mainline Pokemon things with me has been fun, and is looking to continue to be fun. That's true. It is fun. It's a good time. We should all go to Mm -hmm. (laughs) PuckleDiscord.com. But to the topic, I think my region of choice to visit would be Sinnoh. Maybe it's because I spent a lot of my life vacationing in Florida with my family as a kid, but I found myself really appreciating visiting colder climates with my wife. As Sinnoh is naturally cold all over the region as opposed to Unova, where it's only cold when Kyrim gets to manipulate manipulate the free cities, this seems like a good choice to actually do some solid hiking as well as finally learn how to snowboard or ski. I've done both those things. It's not as fun as you think it is. But also, I'm not like <laughs> super, I'm not super coordinated. Oh, no. <laughs> same <laughs> i don't get why people like doing it i've done it and i'm just like mm, this is okay i think it's like if you get decent enough you get the thrill of the speed but i hate the thrill of the speed yeah i hate so. the thrill i hate the thrill of the speed so like i always fall over because i'll try to slow myself down too much exactly <laughs> <laughs> and so like it i i do not like it sunny shore is one of my favorite cities it would be super interesting to visit to see how it all works an amusement park-like area with the Battle Frontier and the surrounding routes. And they give a pretty sweet tourist setup. Mm. Anyways, that's my two cents on which region I like to visit. Hope you enjoyed reading. I'll catch you on the flip-flop. The Purple Knight. I don't know. Sinnoh sounds like fun. We're going to go back there Mm-mm. soon anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going to go there soon anyway. Very soon. We'll see. I don't know. I'm very... I, I'd like to see... I can't wait for Arceus to see how they like lay out Sinnoh in that format. Mmm... Yes. I think it's going to be a very good format for that. All right. Well, thank you for that one. Our last one is going to come to us from HDM. And Basket, you've got this one. Hello, Thatch, Basket, and Whimsicott. HDM here. I hope you're all doing well this week. Since this week's email prompt is about which region I'd like to visit for vacation, I guess I should start to explain why I'd choose Sinnoh. Oh, Sinnoh again. Yep, Sinnoh again. (laughs) I feel like Sinnoh has enough variety in its locations that no two days of my trip would ever be similar to each other. To begin with, the region has some of the features you might be looking for during your typical vacation, like beaches for some relaxation, big cities for some shopping, and also lots of very interesting landmarks that would make sightseeing a fun activity, such as the Floraroma Meadow, the Old Chateau, and the Three Main Lakes, and also Mount Cornet in itself. Another very important factor of my choice has to do with the region's history. It's undeniable that Sinnoh has a lot to offer in the cultural point of view, 
with lots to find out if you're willing to search for the right places and talk to the right people. A trip to the Kanalev city or Celestic town would be sure to provide lots of knowledge about the past of Sinnoh's places and Pokemon. As for myself, the two places I would be the most excited to visit would be Snowpoint City and the resort area. I've never even seen snow in person, so being in a city where I could finally experience how it feels like, and with Pokemon by my side, would be sure to bring a smile to the child inside of me. And also, how amazing would it be to get to visit the Snowpoint Temple? As for the resort area, it seems like the perfect place to chill after getting tired from my other activities in the region outside that luxurious villa. Anyway, I think I told you guys a bit about why I think Sinnoh might be the most diverse place to spend a couple weeks in, since it offers enough variety to never cease to surprise the tourists. Alola and Unova were runner-ups for me, but I thought they didn't offer the same depth that Sinnoh does. Since I was told Thatch appreciates topic suggestions, I wanted to give an idea. (laughs) Since some of Nintendo's games have recently seen crossovers with other franchises, which games would you like to see being combined with Pokemon? And then in parentheses he puts, mentioning Pokemon Conquest doesn't count. Well, you know what? That question doesn't count. Because <laughs> exactly no you because know what that's you know what my answer a proper a proper fire emblem crossover would be great exactly it's not a, a fire emblem crossover it's a nobunaga's ambition crossover so exactly. we still get to ask for the fire emblem crossover i'm with you that it's not a, I, would, <laughs> I would appreciate a proper fire emblem crossover i want crom to be running around with a war turtle and <laughs> that, that's what i want I want a proper. Would Crom have a war turtle? No, I don't know. I, I I don't like. I had to say it very quickly. I didn't. There's 800 Pokemon. It does seem appropriate, though. Lynn would have a a, a Scyther. Mm. Yeah. 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 Or or a pond or or a Bisharp. Oh yeah, yeah, that'd be cool too. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I think so. It, it continues. Uh, I think I've already talked a lot here, so I hope you enjoyed what I have to say. See you all soon. HDM. Yeah. I did like what he had to say. <laughs> I liked what he had to say about Sinnoh. I think I think he gets the bash this week. Yeah, I yeah. Think I think he does it was too. I think it was a very detailed account. Um and uh but uh I don't know, that Pokemon conquest jibe uh <laughs> kicked the letter out for that. <laughs> no, no, we'll give it to him. We'll give it to him. There you go. Um if you guys want to email us next week, let us know what your favorite Puckle uh, moment or memory was or let us know what region you'd like to visit as well. Uh, send that into pucklepodcast at gmail.com. If you want to keep up with us throughout the week, best way to do it is go over to pucklediscord.com and hang out with us over there. We're always there to chit and chat and whatever with you guys. We always appreciate it. And then, of course, we will uh, go. You can follow us on social media Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, and the other one, Instagram. And then you could also, of course, uh, Support the show by coming out and watching us over at YouTube, also over at Twitch at twitch.tv slash the Puckle Podcast. And you can also support the show by dropping us a subscription over there. Or you could go ahead and go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast, where you can get the Pokemon distributions, the extra podcasts that we do, as well as uh, a few other goodies. So be sure to uh, check those things out if you're interested. But if not, the best way to support the show is just to listen like you are right now. And we love you for that. So, I have been Trainer Thatch. I have been the fluffiest whimsicott. And I've been Basket. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time.
time.